0: Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah and She's Stacey Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team since 2018 in Pennsylvania. And we have a special guest in this week from Alliances Insurance, Kevin Hamill. Kevin, thanks for coming on, my man. We're looking forward to having you on, chatting about real estate insurance. How can people get in touch if they want to reach out? What's the best way? Website, phone number? Best
1: phone number is actually my cell phone. 267-614.
0: Uh, let me, me You're going to give your cell phone out on the radio. Is yes, it, I am. Okay. It's the level of service I provide, Tom. Okay. I like it. Just,
1: 267-614-4234. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. So Kevin... You're about
2: to get a lot of inappropriate pics <laughs> sent to you. Yes.
0: That would be fantastic if that happens. All right. We're streaming live every week. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Kevin is a wealth of insurance regarding uh, a wealth of information regarding insurance. So we're happy to have him come on. The first topic we're going to cover this week, we're going to get into what's happening in the real estate market. There's been positive news here. This is like overly positive in in some ways with purchase applications jumping up again. We're also seeing housing inventory for the month of December dropped under one million homes for sale in the country. So purchase apps up, inventories down. Ladies, what do we think here? What is this? mean? What what do buyers and sellers need to know?
2: I think that right now you can't really lay off the gas in terms of putting together a competitive offer if it's a home that you really want to get into. Um, I think everything is case specific. So there's a lot of details that you need to look into and you need to be working with somebody that can kind of structure it accordingly. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's still competitive um, and you need to be prepared to uh, put your best foot forward. All you sellers out there, <laughs> um, time
3: to list your homes. Um, yeah, it's very competitive. And what I found in the past couple of weeks that it's we're back to multiple offer uh, situations. Uh, some, I, I heard rumors this weekend, there was what, like 29 offers on a mm-hmm. home that one of our colleagues put in. Um, you know, we're back to waiving everything. It, it You know, it is house specific. You know depending on uh, the type of property and if it's move-in ready especially um, but sellers out there understand that now is the best opportunity um, there's so little you know we're, what we're below a month's supply in Chester County now
0: I'm gonna have the exact eight? numbers for you here in a second
3: so there is little competition if you are sitting on the fence about listing your home definitely now is the time to Reach out to your local agent. Um, you know, go through, get the all the info that you need to list your home. Get it on the market. There's many options for you to, um, you know, if you, you don't know where you're going to look or, or move next. There's options um, that you can discuss with your agent, uh, Sarah and I would love to do that for you. Yep, but, <laughs> but yeah, now's the time to list because with the least competition, you're going to have the best results.
0: So to give some perspective, Stacey, to answer your question, we're at a 1.77 month supply in Chester County right now. So what that means is that if no new homes came on the market, it would take one month and three weeks to sell everything. So that's a pretty fast pace. However, that's up substantially from what we saw most of last year, which was less than a month. I'll break down the rest of these numbers in a second. The the concerning thing to me is that we're seeing multiple offer – and we we even talked about this. I sent a video out at like 4 o'clock on Saturday night to everyone on our team saying, hey, like, don't think you can negotiate. Follow the process. Use our 14 questions that we uh, tell people to ask so that we know what we're getting into. You have to have that multiple offer mindset even if there's not multiple offers in on the home because there could be more coming in. We're just having a conversation – right before the show where there wasn't offers now there is one on a property that sarah's working on so this is happening what what concerns me a little bit here is that this inventory drop that we've seen and it's been it's been ongoing if you look at the charts here and how inventory has been coming down it's been a steady decline i don't think there's any question there it's going to cause prices to come back up and probably even more than people realize because there's still a lot of demand out there if you look at the uh our boy, uh, Logan Modashami from Housing Wire. He followed me on Instagram this week, by the way. I was All very right. excited. And he, and he sent me a DM, so maybe we can get him on the show. Yes. Um, well, we're going to try. If you don't yes. think that's happening, I, I've got some news for you. So... With that in mind, um, we've seen that purchase applications have jumped up the past couple weeks. So we're seeing that there's more buyers entering the market, and that's real-time demand when we see that happen. If that continues, I'm worried the Fed's going to do something silly here in February to respond to this if they see housing prices pop back up. That's just my take on this. I mean, are, are you guys feeling the same way? I mean, we can look at the CME Market Watch tool and see what the it's still at that like 94% chance the Fed goes up 20 basis points instead of 50 basis points like they had been. I- I'm just, I'm nervous the Fed is going to take this the wrong way because we have an inventory challenge. There- there's still homes selling. We've seen the number of homes that have sold. There's an inventory challenge. I'm worried that because what it's going to do to pricing, they're not going to like that inflation data that comes out of it. That's my biggest concern here. And I don't trust the Fed, by the way. Stacy doesn't we either. I can either. tell by her <laughs> laughing. So what, yeah. what do you two think about that? And Kevin, feel free to chime in here.
2: I mean, I feel like rates have finally stabilized a little bit to where people are comfortable with them. It's like good news when we're talking rates, even though it's obviously because, again, we're, we're not two years ago or a year ago. We're, we're today. So these are the rates. Um, and it's it's been positive. So that would be a blow to, uh, to really everybody if they if they creep back up again.
3: Yeah, and the Fed should be happy because there's a lot of layoffs. A lot of the big um, tech companies are laying off and they're continuing to lay off. And that's what the Fed's wanted. <laughs> you know, uh, so they're doing things to um, try to ease inflation. Uh, and if, if they continue that trend, you know, they have to, they walk a very fine line because mm-hmm. they, it, it, depending on what they do, if they push it just a little bit too far, you know, it's it could be catastrophic for the economy. So, I mean, I'm hopeful that they don't, um, um, overplay their hand. Um, but like you, Tom, I don't trust them at all.
0: What, what concerns me a bit is that we've seen them just go go so extreme on stuff and they're looking at lag data. Like we're talking about purchase applications. That's real time. That's what happens like over the past week versus inflation is always like a month old. And, th- th- you know, th- this idea that they want to put people out of work because they've been pretty cl- I don't. I don't see how that's good for anybody. And right. this isn't, you know, my economist sort of view. This is I don't see how that's good for anyone when they're trying to fight inflation. Like if we want the market to crash, we can, you know, they can, they can certainly push to do that, but it, it's, it's not going to help us here. So uh, uh, now the CME market watch tool. So I, I it's, it's uh little, it's on cmegroup.com This is a uh, company that's out there that they, they actually predict what the fed's going to do. So the numbers have risen. So since last week, we were at a 94.7% chance. There's a 25 basis point increase. Now it's up to 98.1%. So, uh, um, that that's pretty interesting to me that and and 25 basis points i think is is doable i mean that's obviously less than 50 they're still operating off this lag data now we are seeing inventory come up so uh, stacy to answer your question the um delaware county we're seeing a 1.73 month supply of homes on the market in montgomery county we're seeing a 1.54 month supply of homes on the market and philadelphia that that's that's a different market down there i think it's really important that we acknowledge these things are so local even though we cover a large area you go into the city just to give some perspective there's as of the end of december there's four thousand one hundred forty eight homes on the market and only 874 went under contract in the month of december so if you just take that that quick math there that's a 4.74 month supply so that tells me there's probably more opportunities for buyers to avoid these multiple offer situations in the city and obviously this goes neighborhood by neighborhood i i just don't see our market market behaving the same way that a lot of other markets are and that might be if you look at that Goldman Sachs prediction and like the 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 um that we're going to be a flat market this year i think these inventory levels re- really demonstrate that compared to what we're seeing across the country so w- with that the other piece of market data here i wanted to share is that 92% of millennials who have been the biggest population of home buyers they're saying that inflation has altered their buying plans and that comes out from uh, a, a report that was done um, according to it was a Millennial home buyer report by the Real Estate Witch, which is a uh, another one of these. Um, it, it's powered by Clever, which is one of those like discount broker sites, but they they, they do some legitimate research. And one in four, twenty eight percent, a little more than one in four, have postponed home shopping together all, all together. Do you think that's a result of what we're seeing here in the market the first three weeks?
3: Yeah, that's a big number, actually. Um, one and four, but um, I wonder if it's what what are they postponing for? Like, and how long? Because I I think the trend is going to continue this for another couple of years, as far as like the inflation. I don't see it dropping considerably anytime soon, and I definitely don't see interest rates changing that much anytime soon either. Definitely not going as, and, well as they were. Exactly. Well, tell us
0: more about that, Kevin.
1: Well, as you guys were talking, I'm thinking in my head and I'm not, you know, doing real estate all day, every day like you guys. But I feel as if it's kind of normalizing, right? Uh, Back to because a couple months ago, a year ago, the interest rates were extremely low. Mm -hmm. We've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So if you're holding off for that to happen again, it's
0: probably not going to happen.
2: Right. (laughs) Correct. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the
3: correct answer. Right they, they were <laughs> the lowest
0: rates in history since being recorded. Everyone forgets yeah. this. Like it, 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 3% was the lowest ever. Um, so Kevin, to answer your question, so of these 28% of millennial homebuyers postponed, uh, according to the respondents in the survey, rising rates were the number one obstacle with 47% pointing to high rates and only 29% compared to 59% last year see buyer competition as the obstacle. I... I my view is the these buyers are jaded because they saw these low rates and they haven't they're used to like six and that they think six is high even though we know six is very low and I, I, their alternative is renting so i don't really get that i mean that because the, the rental prices have never come down so I, I think to your point i don't think they have the right perspective in what's going on in the market right.
3: maybe they should just adjust their home search criteria right you know <laughs> because they still need to get into the home you have to get into
2: the home you have to, you have to start somewhere Right, and if this is if this is your first home, and like maybe you're not going to be able to just move once and then right. have that be your forever home, yep. like you may need your starter home, like that's something that like has existed always. Back in you the know. day, right Back Back in the good right. old days. Aging
1: right. me, I had a starter.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so maybe it doesn't have every single thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that can work for you, and if it's if it's something that makes sense. For a couple years, like, no, don't go get into something that you're going to be out that you have outgrown within a year or that isn't going to fit your needs for the next year or two. But if you plan to be there for at least like three, four or five years, um, that's a great that's a great one to get into for now and then build equity and then your criteria can um, change a bit for for your next one when you cash out one on this one. So you might not be able to. To get it all in your first purchase?
0: Well, I, a lot of buyers tend to forget that. I mean, if you talk to people that have been experienced in the housing market, they've lived in maybe two or three or, or four is a lot. I think four is kind of the number where people jump around a little bit. But typically, like every, the average home buyer they or seller, they move every 11 years, right? So millennials, they're, you know, anywhere from their like late twenties into early, you know, like late thirties, early forties, depending on how you how you look at that, is typically like a twenty year window that they look at for generations. Well, they they didn't buy the first time, and now a, a lot of people historically have moved sooner than that to the second home, but they're they're kind of catching up. And if you look at like net worth and assets, when you buy a home, your net worth increases tremendously. I think the numbers from keeping current matters where the average homeowner has a net worth of like four to five hundred thousand. The average renter, it's like thirty-three thousand dollars is their is their average net worth because they don't have that thing that bank account they're paying into. And according to the survey, eighty-one percent said they wish they bought a home before the Fed began raising interest rates. So and then, see. Well, yeah, we I, I told
1: mean, them. <laughs> well, when the interest rate was low, the, the the prices were insane. People were paying so much money over lists. So, like, how much were they but really it's still saving? Happening. A, a, a lot.
3: We're back to that
1: back over waiving inspections, which I yeah. think is a
3: yeah, so it's like oh, would okay. you rather get into it back when you're at a three three point two percent interest rate and you're and you're going over like twenty five fifty thousand, or do you have to now with even higher price points and you're going in twenty five fifty thousand over asking at a five and a half percent interest rate, so if they purchased two years ago, which I have people who put you know, put it off because the competition mm-hmm. and they're kind of kicking themselves in the in the butt right now because they didn't purchase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't it's not going to get better. And as Tom always says, to try to time the market. Right. It's always a bad idea. Right.
0: Yep. Well, so here, here's the kicker on this survey. And and this all contributes to what's going on in the market. Three quarters of millennials, 75 percent think that we're in a housing bubble that could burst in 2023. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what they're watching or if they're just making this up as they go. I, I see that as the, the least likely thing that will happen whatsoever. So it, you know, I. I what, what I find is that it seems like they're paralyzed by fear of is it too soon? Is it not yeah. the right time? And sometimes you've got to make a decision and go with it. Yeah. And that paralysis, and we've seen this with buyers, yes. I, I would argue, and, and sellers in some cases, when you can't make a decision no decision is often the worst thing you can do right. and then you're you're watching the market pass you by so it, 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 the millennials are in a tough spot and a lot of them are forming families now so it's it, it the, the housing becomes more of a necessity than when you're in your 20s and you want to have a certain kind of lifestyle versus like when you have kids your needs change dramatically when you have a family or your needs change dramatically so it, there there's a lot and the inflation has hurt these folks the most because housing prices have jumped up so much the past two, three years.
2: Right. right. And I mean, I think like what goes into that, too, I certainly understand. Like there is always like fear that you're going to do the wrong thing or that you're you're going to make a mistake or or whatever. Right. So let's say you do find the right house. And yeah, maybe the interest rate isn't ideal, but you can make it work and you can close on that house and then interest rates drop. That's not bad news. That's good news. You can refinance. Yep. Like mm-hmm. it's that doesn't mean that you messed up. You secured the house. You have a mm-hmm. house. It's yours. Now yes. you get to pick if you want to refinance or what you want to do right. to structure it differently. If you don't have a house to refinance, it doesn't matter if the rates go down because now competition's going to go up when you go to try to get into the house. Prices are going to go up. Like, mm-hmm. um,
1: that's a great point.
2: You know, if you need if you need to make a move and if and if you can make it work don't focus so much on what could or could not happen later if if you love it and you can afford it and you can like maintain those payments as they are now then maybe something will
1: come along better call right call.
2: exactly
3: and and you have to really put things in perspective and be realistic about what you're looking for right you like Sarah said like you already covered you're not gonna get everything that you want in your home It yeah. just it, that's not realistic and we always say if it hits 75% of your checklist, then that's that's it. That's a winner, right? right? You're, I don't know anybody that's gotten 100%. Right.
2: And and pick the most, like, prioritize. Like, pick what it is that really is the most important and what are the things that are just, like, would be nice to have and, like, what can you live with for now and then maybe grow into, like, it. maybe some point down the line you can do that renovation or you can add on or you can do whatever, but, like, can this work for you now and make you happy? I mean, you don't just want to like move into something that, that doesn't fit for you, but like right. what what can wait or what can like be changed later? Mm-hmm. Um, and that can at least get you into something and have you start building your own, um, you know, paying your own rent <laughs> rather yeah. than someone else's. Right, and you'll have that fixed
3: mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be in a fixed, rate. Right? You're not going to be in that rent that you don't know if it's going to increase next year. And really, that is going to somebody else's mortgage and somebody else's insurance. Yeah. So you have to start, and you have to, you know, get into the house so that you can start building on your own equity. Mm-hmm. It's so important, and I think yeah. it's just a mindset, you know. And it is analysis paralysis. Yeah. You can overthink your overthink it so much. You're you put yourself into a panic situation, and then you just don't do anything because right. it's you you're so you know, anxious about the whole process.
2: Right. It doesn't have to be like that. Exactly. It's buying a house. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if you did end up purchasing something and it isn't the right fit, you can sell it. Yes. Like, yeah. like the Great best, point. I mean, the best way to like really um, get the most out of your investment is not to just turn around and sell it within like a few months. You have closing costs. You have mm-hmm. um transfer taxes. Like there are other costs that are associated with it. But let's say you do, Make this move and and jump into this house, and then you decide this wasn't it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be stuck with it forever. Right. <laughs> like, yes, you can sell it. Yep, yep.
0: Well, and, and if you look at the, what they're doing, it, this article is really interesting because th- this is the biggest population of home buyers, and they're driving demand right. Now. So there's there's really five outcomes that they've pivoted uh because of the challenge with home buying. Fifty nine percent say they're going to save more money for a home. That that to me is mm. is not a great idea because I, you'd have to save at a very high rate to catch up with what you're like the difference between like a ten to a twenty percent down payment or something like that. Mm. Thirty six have upped their budget. Thirty six percent, twenty eight percent have delayed their plans entirely. Twenty six percent are going to buy a fixer upper, and twenty five percent are going to buy a smaller home. So the people that are upping their budget, adjusting, Addition of the property or buying a smaller home, at least they're doing something and they're going to reap the benefits of appreciation, tax benefits from buying a home. And that's what's continuing to uh, drive demand. And, and 55% of these millennials still believe now's a good time to buy a home. Um, it's just that there's a lot of worries involved there. And when we're seeing purchase, purchase applications tick up, inventory higher here, but has gone under a million homes nationally through the month of December, I do anticipate we're going to see a pop in inventory. We've already seen it in my view in, in January, and we're going to continue to see that happen throughout the spring market. This is all the more reason to get informed. And so many buyers and sellers, they want to skip the initial meeting, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to figure out what's going on in the process. They don't want to understand the market. And when they skip that, that's when they end up, because they think they know better, that's when they end up making bad decisions. And and I, we just, I just had a conversation with a couple of folks on our team where the folks that We'll listen to them and schedule a meeting, a strategy session, a planning meeting with an agent. They're the ones that end up buying houses because they know what's going on. And there's just so much bad information out there. I'm clear, you know, part of this is on the agents because they don't offer the meeting. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I I think that's been something we've talked about internally. But most agents are like, oh, let's, let's go look at some houses. Oh, there's 10 offers. I don't know what to tell. And there, there's no, like, the, 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 the folks don't know what's going on. And I'm sure you probably run into the same thing in the insurance business where... 100%. The there's folks a lot of don't out
1: there rather than, you know, somebody that's a, a professional trying to actually help you understand what you're purchasing. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I would imagine if agents were more committed to doing that instead of just trying to close a sale. Yeah. What did Phil Jones say yesterday? Don't shoot to kill or shoot to win. You shoot to educate. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty interesting. I, I, I... I'm clear that would solve a lot of this problem.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fear I, of the unknown, also. right? So uh, the more that you can educate your clients, it helps dissipate the fear. You right. know what I mean? There's always going to be questions. Mm-hmm. But if you've never been through a process before, you have no clue. You know, you have no clue where to even start. So, of course, there's, it's going to be, you know, a little right. confusing and mind-blowing and stressful.
2: And, I mean, I think the people that are going to be willing to take that, it's its not like these meetings are, like, four hours long, you right. know? The people that are willing to take that, it can be 15 or 20 minutes to at least, like, break down the basics. Like, they're going to be the clients that you want to work with. If mm-hmm. you have somebody that's like, no, 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 I don't need, just take me out and show me the house, da, 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 da. da. Like, more than likely,
4: problems. There's,
2: they're going to be the ones that... You're going to have obstacles down the line. They're not yeah. going to get the process, and they may or may not be qualified. They're going to give you pushback on, you know, many different steps. The people that are willing to sit there and be like, even if they think they know what's up, you know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take 15 minutes to talk to you before we get out and, and look at stuff and hear about what's going on. They're the ones that are gonna you're going to be able to actually move through the process with.
3: And if 75% of millennials think that we're in a housing bubble— and like Tom said, I don't know if they're just making that up or if that's wishful thinking. Um, we really need to talk to those folks and mm-hmm. let them know what's really happening in the market, because that's that's not where we are. And for them to think that and possibly be waiting for you know all those the, all those foreclosures that are coming on the market, right? <laughs> then uh, yeah, they have another thing coming. So yeah, it's definitely worth the time. Sit down, like Sarah said, it doesn't have to take four hours. It right. really doesn't. You know, maybe 45 minutes to an hour and and, and then you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And you can just see the relief on their face when all their, a lot of their questions are answered. They understand the buying process. We lay it out in a real nice timeline there mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. a visual um, and they can take it home and go over it 15 times if they want. Yeah, that's the most important
1: yeah. purchase of their lives. I don't understand why they wouldn't take the right. 15, right. 20 minutes. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Because other people are telling them they don't need to, and and that's the issue. That's why there's such turnover in real estate. So you know all these things are. Uh, the, the market has shifted back. I mean, I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting the market to kind of keep going the direction that it was, uh, but inventory and demand and rates coming down have, have created a little bit of a different storm. So all that in mind, I, I, you know what, what I'm clear on is that you got, you got to get informed. You got to know what's happening in the market. And you got to study things a little bit, and that, that's going to go a long way.
2: What I think is also interesting about this article is, you know, it breaks down all of these different things. And then it says, that said, a majority of millennials say that they would buy a home with the following issues. Fifty nine percent said they'd buy a home with foundation issues. Huh. Like even just like that seems wild to Insane. me. Insane. Like <laughs> wow. I can see the, the leaky roof. Yeah, you can yeah. walk around a leafy, a leaky roof. Yep. Um, it also said 67 percent would buy with a history of a for, as a former meth lab. <laughs> um, like these are just like like for all the fears that people have about I'm going to make the wrong decision and I can't move right. forward. But you want to accept foundational issues and right. mess labs Give me the cracked <laughs> foundation. Yeah, right. Like no, like, those are the those are the ones that you might be like maybe we steer away from.
0: that, that that's wild. insane to me. That's wild. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We got two real estate stories we're going to talk about. If they're news or not news, relevant or not relevant. And then we got Kevin Hamill. It looks like he's going to tell us what to do to make sure. Homeowners get the right type of insurance coverage. Very helpful. This is Tool Time
5: Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM.
4: America.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501.
0: The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Toole, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand-new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's TomTool with an E dot com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610 692 6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. Gabe is behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we've got Kevin Hamill here from Alliances Insurance. He's going to give out his cell phone number again. Please send him whatever you like. There is no holding back there. Kevin, thanks for coming on and so what's your sell again what what's uh if you want to send spam text please do it absolutely tom it is two six seven six one four four two three four i look forward to your picks maniac uh okay so two real estate stories this week i want to get your opinion on both of these see if you think they're actually real news or something that people shouldn't be concerned about the first one big merger In the real estate world. So Inside Real Estate, who owns the CRM KV Core, bought Boomtown, which we use. Uh, So, I mean, and uh, Boomtown uh, has about 100,000 users. I think it's 95,000 clients according to their website. Um, KV Core obviously is, is another CRM. It's a competing CRM. And now with the addition of Boomtown's customer base, Inside Real Estate, who is the parent company, will serve more than 500,000 clients. What do you two think about this? Big news? Does this matter for anybody? I mean, it probably hits home for us a little more than most. What, what, do, what, do, what do you two think?
3: Personally, I didn't even know about it until yeah. Boomtown was down the other day. <laughs> right?
0: That's not I mean... the reason why it was down, but for it the record. Was okay,
3: but it was down. And then... Curtis said, well, maybe it's because it was sold. And I was like, huh? So I didn't even know. So I think for, I mean, and I'm in the business, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I didn't know about it. So obviously it wasn't big news, but, um,
2: you know, it is big news. Um, yeah, I mean, when I first was like uh, taking a look here at the article, um. In blue here, it said something about Zillow, and I was like, wait, like, that would be huge if somehow Zillow yeah. integrated into that and then had access to all of your mm-hmm. yes. uh, customer profiles and all that information and, like, linked off. Like, that would, be, that would huge. be huge. Some other company acquiring it, like, I don't see it, like, affecting it that yeah. much.
0: Yep. So it sold for $330 million. So I think in any transaction that's that big is big news. Um you know, I, I find this interesting because there's been... We went through this era of all the companies were trying to come up with their own CRM. And then, like, REMAX recently rolled out KV Core. I know some other people are offering that um, as, as like, a, like an in-house brokerage CRM. Um, we've been with Boomtown for a very long time. I think it's been seven, eight years now. So, uh, in my view, this this is a big deal because Boomtown had this sort of... Like, you were invited to speak on a panel at the Boomtown event last year. Stacy was. Like, I mean, they have this sort of... it it was this different group of clients than you saw with most CRMs. The loyalty was pretty fierce. Um, And, you know, Greer uh, Allen, the CEO, he's going to stay on as a chief strategic advisor. Um, There's a lot of people I know there that I know some of them got laid off. Some of them are going to have to re-interview for jobs. So these mergers aren't easy and they had a pretty incredible network. So, you know, what what I I envision happening here is I, I think it's, you know, either they keep the platform or they don't, which could be bigger news for a lot of people. Um, It just shows you how valuable it is to take care of your clients because a lot of these CRM companies, they don't do that. Um, Boomtown was very good to us. um, And I'm a little disappointed personally that they got sold because I don't know inside real estate from anybody. And I can't imagine we're going to get the same sort of VIP treatment that we did from Boomtown. So that's probably the most disappointing thing with me. And it tells you they had a viable business. I mean, they sold for $330 million. So congratulations, Greer. I'm, I'm happy for you, for you. I mean, I actually knew about this the night before they called us. That's, they called me specifically. Mm-hmm. That's how big of a deal it was. So it's, um, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be good for the platform, but I don't think anybody really knows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've seen these mergers. It goes like one of two ways. It either it goes great or it goes horrible and they start cutting people. So yeah. I'm hoping it's the former and not the latter
3: but they have treated us very well. You're right, Tom. If there's an issue, they're on it right away. Yeah, for sure. So I really hope that that doesn't go away. I hope that that, you know, continues, the customer service part of it. Um, But yeah, I had no idea. Mm.
0: You shouldn't know as a client. I mean, uh, you know, and and this is, so I think for people that actually like are, you know, your your, your job is to go sell houses. So Mm -hmm. I I love that your focus is (laughs) so focused on that, Stacey. That's why you're great at it um I, I think it's more of you know people that are in okay i'm responsible for this or this is part of my job like then that's the issue so um i don't know i i think i think it's a big story depending on who you are and anytime when company gets sold for that much i mean congrats to the founders so way to go greer enjoy fishing on your boat <laughs> second story here pocket listings the clear cooperation policy um, if you don't know what that is, it basically says the home has to be on the MLS within one business day or you can't market it unless it's an office exclusive listing. So the top uh, agent network, which is um, the top agent network, is um, a, a separate sort of like uh, it, it, uh, network of agents that have filed a lawsuit against NAR in May 2020 over the policy that was designed to curtail pocket listings, which are listings that are held off the open market. Now the DOJ is involved. Never a good sign, in my view, when the DOJ gets involved. And they are investigating NAR over their pocket listing policy and some of these rules. What do you think about this one?
3: Mm. Yeah, like you said, whenever the DOJ gets involved, I don't know. It's, yeah, it usually turns into um, more of a debacle than necessary. So, um, I know that in our market, you know it's really it's so difficult anyway mm-hmm. that you know the competition and if there are pocket listings, can you imagine how the inventory would would continue to be right you know yeah. that but that's that's on as an agent standpoint, you know, yeah, you really hope that there's No pocket listings going on because we would never be able to see anything, right? right. We wouldn't get to that point to take our clients out,
2: right? And I mean, you do like you do see them happen when Mm -hmm. like something like you know it goes active and pending within like minutes, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, clearly something that was an inside job, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So this policy, the problem I have with it, it tells sellers what to do with their house, Mm -hmm. and and that's the issue. I mean, and, and we don't have as much of this here, but imagine if it's someone that is. A public figure or a celebrity or they're they're getting divorced and they don't want people to know there is value in having the home off the market I think I think it's really anti-competitive at its core I mean most people the best move to get the best price is take your home to the market there, there's no question about it I don't see that being that that's not what I'm arguing here but who's to say that the NAR governs what someone does with their house you're almost forcing them to go for sale by owner or go with a non real order entity. So NAR is almost like cutting its nose off to spite its face, I, I think is the saying. Right. So th- that's the problem I have with this. Um, I, the DOJ, I, it just doesn't make sense. And in, in just from a, a logical perspective, it wouldn't be the first time there's been a rule that doesn't make sense. It's in business. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I, I think that they, um, th- th- there, there's a chance, this is the second suit that's out there about this. The PLS, it was like, uh, which was, a California based group that's pretty similar. They call it the pocket listing service. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, these lawsuits that come out, and you know, it's I wouldn't be surprised if they overturn it because of like antitrust rules and, and different things. It, it could go either way. I, I don't think it's good for NAR, and I, I, I'm clear the rules kind of stupid in the first place. So, I mean, you see companies they have like they'll, they'll, they'll just market it as like office exclusives. It's no different, mm-hmm. right. So I don't think I, don't, I think it's actually caused people to really curtail it even more because if someone's at another brokerage, Stacy, and you're you know them or you've done business, they can't call you and say, "Hey, I got this listing." We're going to keep it quiet, and mm-hmm. I think there is some value to that in some cases.
3: Yeah, especially like you said, public figures or just high profile people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, I mean, they want their privacy protected, right? And I can totally understand that, especially. Crazy world today,
0: sometimes. Yeah. Well, in California, it's obviously a lot more yes. different. I think that's yeah. a place where you see this happen a lot more. For so, sure. um, now here's an interesting stat. So, f- because of this rule, 45% of Compass listings in San Francisco were withheld from the MLS as office exclusives. Wow. So, I, th- I think it's caused a lot of that. And Compass has been oh. a company where they're like, hey, we're going to do office exclusives and sell it off market. And I, it, you know, instead of just reaching out to your network of agents, it's actually hurting the other agents, and, and so I, mm-hmm. I, that—that's the issue I have with this. Yes. Public marketing doesn't mean you can't market to other agents. It, it, it—you um, it, know—that can still be a quiet listing if someone reached out to Sarah or Stacy about a property. Well,
3: that makes sense. Yeah, that's a high, that's a huge number though. It's I hated this rule people. as soon as it
0: came out. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think it makes any sense.
3: Yeah. So, but story, I, non-story. What happens here? Well, you know, I think it's a story because I, I don't like the government getting involved in anything. You know, the <laughs> DOJ is getting involved, so that in itself is a story. <laughs>
2: right. Right.
3: It's like stay out of it.
0: Do you think this is going to get overturned?
3: Uh Well, I know the other. The other.
0: They uh, dismissed the other case and they sent it back to the appellate courts.
3: So we're waiting to see what's going to happen there. Yeah.
0: I guess I don't. I, I mean, these guys move so slow anyway. This has been going yeah. on two, uh, three years. It started in twenty twenty.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like whatever it is that ultimately happens with it, it's not happening anytime soon.
0: Well <laughs> or said, the
3: DOJ. It'll getting, yeah, it'll
2: keep getting just like kicked around right, and right. yeah.
0: Got it. All right, so we got a story, kind of, and mm-hmm. a definite story for the second one. So, <laughs> if you're not paying attention to this stuff, I would argue that you might want to get more in the know in the real estate industry, especially the latter uh but overall i mean uh, you know this is this is the kind of stuff that happens in real estate it may not be the sexiest but that's what we're talking about so we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back we have insurance palooza coming up here with kevin hamill four things to make sure people are getting the right type of insurance coverage kevin's with alliances insurance so we'll be right back on tool time real estate radio on wwdb 860 a.m Even our brand new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool sales group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's Tom tool with an E.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610 692 6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Uh-huh. All right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB eight sixty AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacy Mitchell. Gabe's behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since twenty eighteen. And we have Kevin Hamill here from Alliances Insurance. Before we get to that, you want to check out the show. We're streaming live every week. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Give us a like. Subscribe to the channels. And Kevin with Alliances Insurance. What's the website, Kevin? You've been giving out your cell phone number. Let's actually drive like some real traffic here for you.
1: Alliances with an S at the end. Insurance.com.
0: Love it. So Alliances If you want to get in touch with Kevin, I will give a personal testimonial here before you get into what you're going to talk about. I have dealt with a lot of insurance people and most of them don't know anything. Kevin is the kind of person you want because he can give you the right kind of coverage. He can help you save money in certain areas, do a free review on your policies. All that in mind, he's also helped clients who never do business with him understand what's going on with things like flood zones and roof replacements. So, I mean, this is the advocate you want in the insurance world. And a lot of times homeowners kind of like forget about the insurance policy until like two days before settlement. They're like, hey, I I need to get some insurance. And they call a big box company. You're going to talk about uh, ways people need to make sure they're getting the right coverage, which I think is super relevant right now, especially with a lot of the disasters that we've had going on. So, Kevin, take the lead. Give us what you got, and then I'm sure there will be some questions.
1: Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Um, and to piggyback off what you said, I actually have lost some clients or business because I refuse to write the, uh, the policies just for them to get a policy. In other words, I don't want to deal with the backlash for when a claim happens because you have insurance
2: to cover things,
1: right? Mm. And you never really need insurance until you need insurance. Uh, So, you know, if you don't get a lot of the coverages that we suggest that aren't in a standard homeowner's policy, then most of the time I'll I'll just say, you know what, I'd rather you go somewhere else. Yeah. I like happy customers, <laughs> um and like you said, Tom, that's actually hundred percent why i I uh, wanted to come on here today with um you know all the supply chain disruptions, the parts and labor costs, and like you said, the inflation um, replacement cost of your home has gone up significantly,
0: right? Um, so so what does replacement cost mean because i I, I, and i know we do this we tend to talk in like jargon that people don't get so what's the replacement cost right great
1: great question so replacement cost is if your house was in insurance terms we're always thinking about the most catastrophic event so your house burns to the ground we have to clean the debris and then we have to rebuild it to the way it is now right and a lot of people look at the replacement cost or how much the, the uh insurances on the house and they'll say, well, I, you know, if it's $500,000 $500, and they'll say, well, I only paid 350000 Well, that's the market value of the mm-hmm. house. That's what you were willing to pay. Um, then there's also an appraisal value, which could also be different from the, the market value. But the replacement cost, more times than not in this area, it's going to be higher than what the market value is. If you were to put your house that you're in now in Detroit, Michigan, then it you know it, it, the market value is going to be a, a lot lower right but if you were to put your house in bel air then you know the market value is going to be higher than the replacement cost because it, you know that's an attractive place for everyone to to live um, but we want to get full replacement costs to so put it back exactly how the house was obviously with new things um when it started and people don't really realize how much that really is because it, think about a kitchen renovation that 's like eighty thousand dollars, yep right mm-hmm. um, and, and that 's essentially what we 're doing we're you 're you're getting a, a rebuilt new kitchen uh, so the, if especially people that have not reviewed their policies in I would say at least five years because of the inflation, mm-hmm. this is definitely the best time to at least contact your agent, if not me, cell phone 267-614-4234. <laughs> um, it's definitely a time to, to look into it um, to make sure that you have adequate enough coverage. And, and the other thing that people don't look at is if they uh, have a remodel to their house or they, re, they do something on their home, well, that increases the value of the, the replacement costs. So you want to make sure that that's correct. Like if you finish your basement – and we did the replacement cost without your, your finished basement, you really want to call us. Um, the other way that that could hurt is if uh, you're only, say, 80% to the replacement cost, so you're, you're insured only 80% up to the full value of the replacement cost. If you have a roof claim, let's just say, it's one of the most popular claims out there, and the roof costs $10,000, well, you're only eighty. You're only covered for 80% of the replacement cost, so the insurance company is only to give you $8,000 to replace the roof minus your deductible. So essentially, you're going to be on the hook for some money. Um, So ways to sort of protect yourself is to have a a home cost evaluation. Ask your insurance agency uh, agent for a copy of that, cross-reference it, and talk to him about any discrepancies. Most carriers will send somebody out and have uh, somebody that does that for a living to appraise your house or inspect your house. Um, And then there's also different types of coverage. Uh, You have basic replacement costs, which is going to literally pay up to the value that you have it insured for. And then there's also guaranteed replacement costs, which is what most of, if not all of the policies in our agency have, which is they will pay to repair it uh, regardless of the, the, um, the actual replacement costs. But again, to the original specifications. So if you had a remodel, they're not going to include that in the remodel um,
2: without you going in and upping the coverage to add that remodel.
1: right and without letting us know about it
2: yeah
1: um, and then you also want to make sure that all of the home features are included in in the uh, the uh, cost evaluation so like if you have high quality craftsmanship done on a you know in your kitchen or if uh, you have nice uh, cabinetry or something along those lines. It costs a lot of money. So, you know, it's, it's going to increase the cost. Um, then again, at the same time, there are also some things that you you could be saving some money because insurers are also, you know, experiencing uh, a lot of weather, weather the disasters that are increasing rates for them. So that's the key to being, uh, Insured with an independent agency because you know we can shop the different different carriers. Some carriers they just increase their rates, and you're supposed to take it, I guess. Um, and it, it's definitely a thing. I mean, there was one over one billion dollars of weather related losses in 2021. We're all I'm, paid wait, for that. Say
0: that again. One billion one, in 2021 of weather related losses. That is correct. Yep,
1: one billion dollars. Paying for that, most insurance companies actually in 2021 they they reported a loss. What about 2022,
3: or it's not calculated?
1: Yeah, yet. it hasn't been calculated. Uh,
3: it's probably going kind to of come <laughs> higher. I would say that it yeah. probably beat 2021. Yeah,
1: most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a lot of the, another thing that the insurance carriers have been doing, especially the big box stores, because of the wind and the hurricanes, they are putting a wind and hurricane deductible on policies and kind of just sneaking it in on the fine print. So that could be as much as you know, 5%, which when you're talking about a million-dollar home, that, that's a pretty, pretty big deductible that you have to pay before the insurance company kicks in. Um, the other thing that I think is important is new coverages. So a lot of people, the well, older generation, they haven't really looked at their insurance because they get the bill. You know, you're, you're just paying the mortgage. They don't look at the, the insurance policy at all. But there's new coverages that are out there. Service line I've talked about before, which basically covers all of the um, utility lines buried underneath the ground to service your home, Uh, electric, gas, most importantly, the sewer. So the sewer line going from the street to your house and then from your house to the street. Unfortunately, septic tanks are not included in this because they always end up failing. (laughs) but that is definitely something that you, you should be looking into with your insurance carrier. It's actually less expensive and greater coverage if you get it through the insurance carrier rather than your, your utility company. Um,
2: actually, I've had um, a seller before who – buyers did um, you know inspections or whatever before going in. There were some issues with the sewer and they did have that policy in there and insurance covered to go wow. in and oh my get gosh. it handled. Yep. And it was huge. like – When that first came in, we were like, oh, my God. And then they were like, let me just call my insurance. And
1: Mm -hmm. It's happening a lot with the houses that are, say, like 30 years old because you have that clean-out tank in your front yard, right? And no one wants to stare at that. Mm -hmm. So most people just threw a tree in front of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the tree (laughs) grows, the roots go. They have to go somewhere. They're going to go and crack the pipe. Uh, The the last one, that's starting to become more and more relevant as we become more and more... um, Digital age is cyber liability. used to just be for business owners. But this is a problem. Owned. Yeah, Big time. Um, so f- now it can be an endorsement for homeowners. Um, just in pers- personal data breaches, $149 million per year for uh, Americans. And one wow. in four Americans have been a victim of cyber crime. Um, you have If you have a child who is 12, between 12 and 18 years old, you have to have this coverage. <laughs> they all have cell phones now. You usually give your son or your daughter a phone when they're 12, and then they're clicking on whatever. I have two, two of them right now. They click on whatever comes over over the phone. Oh and it's, it's scary because they could – these people are getting smarter and smarter with mm-hmm. uh, cracking into your computers, and they could take all your family pictures your bank accounts the, uh, the
0: amount of fake instagram profiles of me where that people that ask people for crypto is insane i mean it, it happens all the time and, and it's and i'm not even doing anything it's right. just, and that's unsolicited i can't imagine a 12 year old
1: yeah they have no idea what's happening i mean they're, they're saying it in school but at the same time that they, they might just do it by mistake yeah for, you know? for
0: sure no that, that that's the point they don't know what a scam is exactly
1: and they're then, all of your stuff now they're you know in your home network, and now all of your stuff is vulnerable, and now they can hold it for ransom, and you know you don't want to be paying somebody fifteen thousand dollars just to release something that you could have protected for as little as twenty five dollars a year that's how much wow. it is twenty five dollars a year to add the cyber I'm protection. In.
3: I think it's our older parents too. Sorry, I have yeah. to throw that in there well, yeah, <laughs> because she's always clicking on stuff. Right,
0: like- our number one fan.
3: <laughs> yes, well, the
0: online shoppers. I mean, that's
3: whew, yeah, yeah.
1: that's the yep. biggest the biggest culprit right there yep. for sure. And that's all your bank accounts. That's you know they could go after retirement. Everything's on your computer now. Your whole mm. life is on yes. your computer. Your whole life is yep. on your phone. So you gotta protect it. Uh, so I think the cyber liability, it's not – not every carrier has it. They're starting to come out with their own little versions of it. Uh, some help with cyber bullying. I don't really know how. Um, it's more or less the cost with it from what I understand. But it's definitely something that you should be looking into when you're uh, purchasing or talking about your homeowner's insurance. And again, another reason to review before you renew.
3: So a quick question. Do you have um, – I know you we, you talked about the sewer line coverage. Yes. Does – is there a water line coverage
1: also? You mean like the water line from your house from the
3: street to your?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the, it covers the line from the, the street to your house, mm-hmm. and then from your house to the street.
3: Okay.
1: So two two separate lines, Got and right. that's a, that's typically at least a ten thousand uh, dollar claim.
3: Oh, easy. I had a, that, the reason I asked because I had a client before she listed her, her home. This was actually the nail in the coffin. She had a waterline break from the street to her house and it was $18,000. Yeah,
1: it's because of. And she
3: didn't have coverage. Oh. Yeah.
1: And they're digging everything up. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this coverage will help you put your landscaping back too. Oh, you wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's definitely something you should talk about. And again, that, that coverage can be as little as $24 uh, depending on the carrier.
3: Good to know.
0: All right, so you want to get in touch with Kevin. It's alliancesinsurance.com. I cannot stress, like, it, it's never a problem until you have a problem. And I think that's the best way to look at insurance here. And that's why we continually have him to come on the show. He is our trusted vendor, number one insurance person I've run into, and we've all been doing this a long time. So alliancesinsurance.com. That's it for this week's episode. You can follow Stacy on Instagram at the number two Mitchco. You can follow Sarah at Ty underscore tie Time. She is very active on social media, oh. Oh, and yes. you can follow me at Tom Tool 3rd at Tom Tool the third. And make sure to tune in every week. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Subscribe and follow, and we'll catch you next week on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB eight sixty AM.
1: Go birds.